the generalized theming of the next three episodes after this one and this one. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. We're watching Gremlins knockoffs. How is, how is your watch, Kat? Uh, this one was less torturous, actually. I, I enjoyed this one. I liked this movie more than I liked Munchies. Yeah, I agree. Same. Okay, let's start this episode. We have critters to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about critters! Okay, you ready? You mm-hmm. ready? Do you, do you remember the intro? I do. We did it yesterday. <laughs> this... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. And we watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, we don't. Okay. Yes. So watched Critters. This is our second day in a row of watching a Gremlins knockoff and recording. We've never done this. We've never done two in a row. No, this is unprecedented. We're going to have some some special, some very special energy in the podcast. Yeah, no, this one. So I I just want to I want to start off by talking about critters in the abstract namely the cast of this movie yes because we have a lot of returning actors from previous unsound theories episodes yes we also have um like a mitt romney (laughs) look-alike we'll call him mitch romney (laughs) (laughs) so um nadine vanderveld who was also in munchies was in Critters. Yep. She She played the girlfriend in Munchies and the daughter in Critters. Yeah. And in in both movies, she horny. Mm hmm. Yeah. So uh, in addition to that, this movie also has Billy Zane in it. Yeah. And like, I Billy Zane, how much did they pay you for this? It can't have been enough. Probably not very much. But it's Billy Zane. But was this the beginning of Billy Zane? Because he doesn't like, have a large role. He does have large hair, which is an important part of Billy Zane's sex appeal in the 80s. True, true. Now his He was in the first Back to the Future and its sequel. So this wasn't like brand new Billy Zane. Because this movie came out in 1986, so he had already been in Back to the Future. Okay. Okay, wait, wait, nope, never mind. Zane's first two on-screen roles were in Back to the Future and Critters. There you go. Early Zane. Early Zane. He was also in Murder, She Wrote and Matlock. That's amazing. Twin Peaks. I just assume that everyone in Matlock should be named Matt. It's me, Matthew Locke. (laughs) Billy Zane Um, also played himself in one episode of Psych, which was very, very fun. 
That sounds exciting. Which one is Billy Zane? Billy Zane was long hair rock starman. Oh, the the one that the green boy was turned into. Yes. Okay. Then we have our second returning Unsound Theories actor of this movie, Ethan Phillips. Which one is Ethan Phillips? He was the incompetent cop who died really early and then got copied by the alien. Hit copied. (laughs) He was also in The Man from Earth. Okay. He was the he was the free base some chemicals guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you would appreciate the fact that it was that much of a throwback. Oh my god, I love it. So yeah, we ha- we had a lot of uh we had a lot of returning actors. Yeah, that's re- that's real good. So it it was it was Definitely a fun one. Also, um, the I will say the critters significantly less horny than the munchies, which I was pretty okay with. I was very appreciative of the fact they were more hungry than horny. They, yeah, they're not. They were zero of horny. They were they were food horny. Which I mean, aren't we all though? Okay, so the movie starts off. With some aliens, which is yeah, a fun and refreshing start. It's very Doctor Who-ish, I feel mm-hmm. like. It gave me very Doctor Who vibes. It definitely had the vibes of, like, 80s Doctor Who costuming. Yeah. It's like someone with a tube coming out of their chest for no apparent reason. Do you think Critters was originally planned as a Doctor Who serial? And then they just decided, nah. Let's make it a Gremlins ripoff instead. What if Doctor Who, but Gremlins? <laughs> what if Doctor Who was a Gremlins ripoff? It would be a very impressive feat considering Doctor Who started in the 60s and Gremlins came out in the 80s. Cat, it's very timey-wimey. Unless. Unless. Doctor Who is made by a time traveler. Exactly. It's a documentary. A documentary. A documentary. We got there. <laughs> got it in one. Got it in like three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so we start with some Doctor Who ass shit. The the little duders escape from a prison asteroid. Mm-hmm. And and then some other green faceless glowing aliens get sent after them. Who we come to find out are shapeshifters and turn into Billy Zane. Yeah. And then briefly Ethan Phillips and then some other guy and then some other guy. Yeah. Um, I was I have to criticize the movie at this point for the fact that there's zero play with gender here because Billy Zanelian turns into Billy Zane based on like a music video. There's other people in that music video, but they are all women and the other alien doesn't transform into one of them. I feel like it, they should have. Yeah, they really should have. Yeah, right? Like why 
Why, Why did one of you transform? Aliens? Why did one of you transform and the other one didn't? This makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, they they definitely could have gotten away with more gendery stuff with this movie, but like yeah. I don't know that this was the right movie to do that. This is not I mean, the right Billy Zane vehicle to have gender <laughs> things going on. Now, Twin I, Peaks, I on the other hand, Fair. Um, he's got a very so. Um, basically, we get this like in a day-to-day life of a like rural family in Kansas. Yes, I do. I did. There's actually one, um, I don't know, Easter egg, if if it's a, a, an Easter egg, um, the, the like head sheriff cop guy, mm-hmm. um, his name tag says H. Trout. I think this is a reference. Okay. To to, to the Roald Dahl classic Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because the original name of Mike TV in the original manuscript was Herpes Trout. I'll give you a minute to just sort of process the words that I said. Sorry. Herpes herpes herpes. Like- yes. <laughs> Yes, like 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 the virus herpes trout. Yes. Did the other characters have similar disgusting names? Was Augustus Gloop originally called like, I I don't know. I don't know. Chlamydia. Okay, so back to back to critters. Back to critters with our illustrious sheriff herpes trout. Um, I'd like to note that the family has a Chemex to make their coffee. A what? A Chemex. They're like a relatively fancy pour over coffee maker. I mean, you gotta have good coffee. Right. But like based on everything else they had in their house. Right. They had like Minute Maid orange juice. Yeah, and they had like a box of prunes, and I would assume they probably use like Folgers coffee or like. Very early on, we're introduced to some weirdo alcoholic dude who I guess like just sort of lives at the jail. I believe he's a farmhand, and he just he's also a supreme alcoholic. Yeah, and he has like a hamster as a pet. In a jail cell that he just sort of lives at, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he, and this is all subtext, but I think I keyed into it pretty well. He is the redhead kid's dad. Oh. So Mitch Romney isn't the redhead kid's dad. Exactly. Because Nary, a redhead, is in that family except for this kid. But you know who does have red hair? Is the dispatcher woman at the police precinct. I think she boinked the farmhand guy. And that's why she has sort of a soft spot for him and lets him sleep at the jail. Mm -hmm. And then they bribed the Mitch Romney family to take in their, um, you know, son with an expensive coffee maker. But Chemex coffee makers aren't that expensive. 
but it's fancy. I mean, it's still a small town sheriff's office, but like it's better than the family would have. And they're like, I guess we'll take a coffee maker and raise this kid. I mean, they're like forty five dollars. Like they're well, forty five dollars in the eighties was like eight hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, well, in eighties price, it was like fifteen bucks. Cat, maybe it was more than just the coffee maker. Because this kid is a big wild boy and is nothing like the rest of his family. That's true. He's a big, big boomhead. And yeah, he's he's a pyro. Yeah, he fucking he makes the gnarliest fire. Firecracker is not even the right word because he just stuffs a fucking like forearm sized tube full of gunpowder. Mm hmm. And casually stuffs that in his pocket. That's fine. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, he like it, like it. The movie shows him like combining a bunch of M80s worth of gunpowder into one big pipe bomb. Yeah, and he is playing with the explosives with his dad, his his real biological dad. Right. Interesting. Who like they seem to get along very well, which again, that they're related. So that makes sense. So um, there's like a little bit of police stuff. We get introduced to the police. The sister played by Nadine Vanderveld. Nadine's boyfriend comes over. He's a like knockoff John Leguizamo. He's got his he he drives a, a fancy car with a license plate that says too great and a license and a frame that says I don't give a shit what your other car is. It was pretty great, actually. <laughs> yeah, that kicks ass. But then like we we cut in on the parents and the daughter and her boyfriend having dinner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the fucking weirdest thing. Every goddamn person at that dinner table had like three years of corn on their plate. Why were they eating so much corn? Well, Kat, it's a very corny movie. I, there's too much corn. They live on a farm. What else are they going to do with the corn? Sell it. Can't sell all the corn, Kat. Why not? Not much call for corn around these parts. Okay, you let it dry on the stalk, right? Yeah. So you get, like, dried maize instead of baby, like, fresh, like, young corn. Yeah. Right? You grind it into a flour, and you make tortillas. But then you don't get corn for dinner. Yes, you do. When you make tacos. But you don't get the pleasure of corn on the cob for dinner. It's just too many ears of corn per person. Their ratios are all off. Cat, I would absolutely fuck up multiple ears of corn personally. Okay, but they're like Destroy plain, them. plain corn. Yeah, I don't care. I'll do it. They're just like a regular American family with they an have... adopted redhead son. And, and a very a, cute little cat. A, a adorable cat. I was thrilled to uh, learn that the cat survives the movie. Yes, that was the part that I was most concerned about. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So they, so teenage daughter and boyfriend leave family dinner, presumably to like, so he can like go home or something. And she's, I don't know what the, but they basically just like, she pulls his car around behind the barn and like takes his keys so that he can't leave. And they go up into the loft in the barn and make out. She's so much more into it than he is. Absolutely. He's like, no, I don't really want. Uh, uh, and he, she's just like all over him. She like puts on she puts on some BMM. Some uh, what was this? This was uh, I, they had like a bunch of names on the cassette tapes that didn't make any <clears throat> sense. So Herrick I made a joke. chainsaw massacre. <laughs> Dude, Voir and Husman and Para. I made the joke that it's probably also she's probably also got some beef Hutchins tapes. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, Ethan Phillips, Dr. Flox's character, gets eaten by the critters fairly early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to sea shanties while I was watching the movie and the song Spanish Ladies came on as he was getting eaten and like he gets dragged under the car and it's the the song starts up Farewell Spanish Ladies right as he's getting dragged under the car. I so I was listening to um, a Nightwish album while I was watching this. Uh, the the decades remastered album. So if anyone wants to, there's a a, a couple of real nice sync up points, um, but you do have to follow some pretty specific instructions to get them to sync up. So what you want to do is about like seven minutes and thirty to forty ish seconds in. I forget exactly. I didn't really look. You start the album. And then at two or three points throughout, you have to pause the movie to take screenshots to send to your podcast co-host, but forget to pause the music. And then if you do that, it syncs up so well. Um, Yeah, I just started randomly playing sea shanties and I skipped the ones I didn't want to listen to. All right. Um... We should talk about Fleshbusters at this point. Should we? <laughs> it's this is our first introduction to Fleshbusters. This point in the movie. I don't remember this. You don't. God, how, how could you? How could you not remember Fleshbusters? <laughs> I try to block out most of these movies. Uh, okay, I'm gonna send you a screenshot. <clears throat> of Mitch Romney's shirt. Is that his is that his bowling team? I don't think that says Fleshbusters. I think that says Pinbusters. No, but you can't it just the the image is fleshy. Um, it's the Ghostbusters ghost but shaped like a bowling pin. Yeah, but it's also pink. That's why I don't remember Fleshbusters because it doesn't say Fleshbusters <laughs> in the fucking movie. Well, I didn't see the text at first, and I cre- I really keyed in on Fleshbusters. <laughs> okay. Um. 
I also really like the word fleshbusters. I don't. <laughs> it's not a good word. <laughs> Bust that flesh. I ain't afraid of no flesh. Okay, so um, at this point, the critters start going crazy. Yeah. The teens are still making out, which they have been doing for like 10 minutes. At least. At least. The critters like attack the dad, Mitch Romney. Yeah, they fuck him up. But not as bad as they do to knock off John Leguizamo. True. Who gets his fingers bitten off. Yeah. Gets his heart eaten out. And then like two seconds later, the critter gets blown up by an M80. Yep. I did appreciate how in this movie, the critters were eminently more killable than the oh, munchies. Yeah. Not just sort of immortal. Yeah, I did appreciate that. It made that. it a bit more of a fair fight. Yeah. It also leads to one of the funniest scenes in the movie, according to a lot of Amazon reviews. Oh. The they have weapons. They have weapons. That was so a what? very amazing scene. Fuck. So we get subtitles for the critters uh, and like what they say because they speak alien language. Yeah. Um, so there were some parts that we did get from that. The critter, one of the critters is like, so basically the whole family is like trying to fight these critters with like a shotgun and stuff like that. One of the critters gets killed or whatever. And the The two critters say to each other, one's like, they have weapons. The other one's like, so what? And then the one who says, so what, gets shot. It just kind of explodes. It just kind of explodes. And the other one's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was, I laughed. That if was that isn't real a good. good use of your one fuck for a PG-13, I don't know exactly. what is. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, that's the only use of fucking a PG-13 that I've been thoroughly impressed with. <laughs> it was so good. Extremely powerful. So um, the Billy Zane bounty hunters are rampaging through the town looking for the critters. They, like, get into a bunch of fights. They shoot up a church. Mm-hmm. One of them ends up copying redheaded stepchild's his dad. real dad his real dad yeah which leads to some silly shenanigans mhm um let's see there was i have in my notes um lots of fish murder in these movies because the fish also got murdered in this movie true that's right was that because, a thing, okay? Was so that a I thing think in Gremlins? I don't know. It's been literally decades since I've seen it. I haven't seen Gremlins, so I. It's just like, I think it's because you can get away with killing off fish in a movie in ways that you can't with killing off a dog or with killing off a cat. That makes sense. Like, oh, it's fish, whatever. But like kill a cat. It's like, I can't believe they killed the cat. This is horrible and traumatic. Yeah, true. So I think that's where it comes from. That that does make sense. Like it's it raises the stakes without upsetting people. OK, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, no, they Chekhov's stick of dynamite ends up killing the two large critters. Mm-hmm. Um, after alcoholic dad, not Mitch Romney, because Mitch Romney is a teetotaler, I assume, due to his Mormonism. Yeah. But the the real biological real, dad throws a Molotov into the critter spaceship, igniting the the drop pipe bomb basically what it is it's an ied it's an ied so they use an ied to blow up the critters yeah terrorists win (laughs) (laughs) um and then it like zooms into the family's chicken coop and there's some critter eggs in there and that's we definitely didn't miss any points in this movie at all that's not true. We did miss the part where Billy Zane gives redheaded stepchild a space magic thing oh, that yeah, reverses yeah. time and fixes their house because the critters on their way out before they got blown up, blow up the family's house as like a last fuck you. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, that's basically the movie. Um, yeah. We didn't talk about this during Munchies, but how did the Munchies know that giving the middle finger was a rude gesture? It was just a thought that I had. They probably saw it in. But like, how would you contextualize that as a rude gesture? I mean, they knew how to be horny. They knew how to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. They knew how to drive. They did get flipped off by the biker gang. True. Okay, there we go. Canon restored. Yes. Anyway. Important, important questions that we had to answer there. My name is Mid. (laughs) <laughs> Mid roll. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Kat. Emma and I switched off on editing Chicks with Dice and Unsound Theories this week so we could mix things up a little bit, which means you're stuck hearing me for even longer. If, for whatever reason, you'd like to hear more of my voice, you can do so on our other podcasts, Chicks with Dice and Marking Out with My Girlfriend. You can also see the latter every Friday on Twitch, then a few days later on YouTube. I hope you'll check both of them out. For Chicks with Dice, you can check out our most recent episode, which is our holiday special. We played Mall Kids and had an absolute blast. It's definitely worth the time, so check it out if you haven't. That's all for plugs, so I'll let you go back a long time ago in a galaxy... Wait, wait, wrong show. Back to Unsound Theories. Hey, Kat, what's this fucking movie about? <coughs> Critters is a 1986 American sci-fi horror comedy film directed by Stephen Herrick in his directorial debut, co-written by Dominic Muir and Don Keith Hopper. It stars D. Wallace, M. Emmett Walsh, Billy Greenbush, and Scott Grimes in his film debut. You know, if you don't shower after swimming in a pool, your bush will turn green. That's true. I guess he can't just be regular Billy Bush, because Billy Bush is a Bush sibling. Fair. Gotta be Billy Greenbush. The, arguably the most fail son of the three fail sons. <laughs> anyway, the plot. On an asteroid prison, a group of dangerous aliens known as Crates 
are set to be transported to another station. The Crates engineer an escape and hijack a ship, prompting the warden Tyre two shape-changing bounty hunters to pursue them to Earth. Studying life on Earth via various satellite television transitions, the first bounty hunter assumes the form of rock star Johnny Steele, while the second remains undecided, thus retaining his blank, featureless head. On a rural Kansas farm, the Brown family sits down for breakfast. Father Jay and Mother Helen send teenage daughter April and younger son Brad off to school awaiting on a mechanic, Charlie McFadden. A former baseball pitcher, Charlie has become the town drunk and a crackpot with claims of alien abductions foretold by messages through his tooth fillings. Playing with self-made, overly potent fireworks and Charlie's slingshot, Brad takes the blame when Charlie accidentally shoots April and is grounded as a result. See, he takes the fall for his dad. Yeah. On the roof that evening, Brad mistakes the critters crashing spaceship for a meteorite. Jay and Brad investigate and are interrupted by the creatures consuming a cow. The creatures thereafter kill and feed on a local police officer and later besiege the farm and cut its electrical connection. While checking the circuit breaker, Jay is attacked by one of the critters and severely wounded, barely managing to escape. In the barn, April's about to have sex with her boyfriend, Steve, when he's killed by one of the critters. The creature itself is slain when it devours one of Brad's lit firecrackers. The remaining critters sabotage the Browns and Steve's car, forcing the Browns to hole up inside the main house. Meanwhile, the two bounty hunters search the town for the critters, causing a panic attack at the church and bowling alley. When, with the second hunter assuming various, the form of various townspeople, including Charlie. Charlie being the real dad. Brad escapes from the farm and runs to get the bounty hunters. Upon learning their true nature and intentions, he leads them to the critters location. The last surviving critters kidnap April and return to their ship with the bounty when the bounty hunters arrive and attempt to flee. Charlie and Brad manage to rescue April, but Brad drops a large firecracker he intended to use to destroy the ship when the critters discover their escape. Just as the critters take off and destroy the family farmhouse out of spite, Charlie throws a Molotov made from a whiskey bottle, into the ship, causing a fire which detonates the cracker and kills the critters. The bounty hunters leave, their, leave in their ship after giving Brad a handheld device to contact them in case of future invasion and also restore the house. Unbeknownst to them, critter eggs can be seen in the barn inside a chicken's nest that seem ready to hatch. End of movie. End of movie. So we did it. We did it. We part two out of the four Goonies, not, not Goonies. Gremlins knockoffs. Is Gremlins a Goonies knockoff? No. <laughs> we should at some point watch Goonies. I've never seen it. I saw it again upwards of 20 years ago. <laughs> fair, fair. Are you ready for Amazon reviews? Do, do, um, do, do, do. Oh, wait, are there awards? Give me no. awards, Kath. No, but I can go through the critical response. Okay. Rod Tomatoes gives the film a 52% approval rating based on 21 reviews with an average 5.49 out of 10. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times rated the film 3 out of 4 stars, writing, What makes Critters more than a ripoff are its humor and sense of style. The movie is made by people who have, must have had fun making it. I can I can see that it was a fun. Yeah, watch. no, it was it was much more fun than Munchies. Like yeah. Munchies was a rough one to watch. Critters yeah. was a lot of fun. Absolutely. The New York Times complained that the movie lacked humor and suspense. Writing Critters doesn't make the audience laugh or jump enough. Fuck off. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get into Amazon reviews? Let's get some Amazon reviews. Our first one comes from uh, Amazon user Vernon S. Who gives it two stars and says it's a classic. Is that it? That's it. I mean, yeah, no, that's fine. It's a classic. Two stars. Amazon user James Scott McKenzie gives it five stars and says, this movie is kick. K-I-C. I grew up with this movie and think it's funny as hell. Imagine being like five when watching it. I have seen them all and only can say this one and two are worth the watch. But man, is it better than most comedies out there? That is for sure. If you like Gremlins 2, period, you will like this of all. You will like this because of the all round hairballs eating your house and home. Also, for all those 80s fans out there, you'll love the rock star kick scenes. Craters 2 get also because there is nothing like having a playmate with big breath and a stable in her stomach from the centerfold it transformed into kick crite scum. Smiley face. Two, two people found that helpful. Okay. Are those people literate? <laughs> they, they like a playmate with, a, with big breath. Maybe they like a playmate who happens to... They like a playmate who happens to play like, I don't know, baritone saxophone. So they have like big lung capacity and a, therefore and a big stable, breath. a stable in her stomach. I don't know what that means. A stable in her stomach. Yes. Obviously, she's got a masticated menagerie. <laughs> um... So our final review is an absolute banger of a review. I love reading this one. I'm going to love reading it again for you uh, by Jeremy Robertson, an absolute legend. OK, what does Jer have for us? Uh, he gives it five stars and says, finally, the long awaited DVD arrives. This title. <clears throat> the text of this review. <laughs> Okay, okay, I can do this. There was a point in my life when I never would have thought in a million light years from now that the Critters series would be released on DVD. Critters has to be one of my all-time favorite horror slash cult movies. The score was great. I never had a feeling you get when watching a horror movie where you felt something for the characters. And yes, even the little Critters, aka Kreitz, alien name, have any of you seen those little bugs best known as roly-polies? That's what I think when I see these furry critters. Mutated roly-polies from outer space. That's a killer right there. Cute, harmless roly-polies that got transformed into something out of this world with fangs, fur, and claws. Oh my. Some people might mistake them for a strange bunny rabbit or something of the sort until it faces you face-to-face -face with rows and rows of jagged teeth ready to attack you. Now the Kreitz like to head for, for the neck and stomach mostly. So if you or I were to face these critters, then it would be best to wear a protection thing around your neck and probably would want to wear a bulletproof vest or something to prevent them from eating your guts out. Yes, I know that sounds horrible, but that's the critter's nature. Eat, destroy, and eat some more. Their teeth can cut as sharp as cutting through metal. Now that's sharp. And they're messy little critters. So if you want my advice... Stay away from the Kreitz as far as possible. 
They come mostly in packs, rarely in singles, so they are never really alone. That way, when you are alone, they can gang up on you and rip the flesh from your bones just as fast as a piranha fish would. (laughs) You might be asking yourself, where do these critters come from? Well, as silly as it may seem, they come from outer space in a spaceship. Yes, that's right. Outer space in a spaceship. How else would they would they travel? They're aliens. Man. <laughs> oh, okay. No, okay. no, there's more. Please. Let oh me no. Are man eating furball aliens from outer space? How do you kill them? You ask with anything you got, machine guns to knives to whatever. Just kill them before they kill you. Oh, I should mention that these krites also shot poison darts from their backs and aim them at your neck and make you weak so they will have a better chance of attacking you when unconscious. So my guess is to watch out for these mean green mothers from outer space and make sure that you have protection or you can say bye bye you. Now, enough about the critters and more about the DVD. I'm worried that since the price is a little lower than most normal DVDs cost, that there might not be any special features access to them. I'm one of those DVD freaks that like to explore the making of featurettes and so forth, so I'm hoping that this DVD isn't much of a disappointment. But all in all, the Critters movies are still the greatest horror cults of the 80s, which makes them the number one on my horror movie list. Long live the Critters! Sorry, so two questions. Actually, just one. <laughs> Five people One question, one helpful. statement. Um, all, all, the only thing I can think of is, I'm Tennessee and I'm a pizza freak. <laughs> When he says he's a DVD freak. <laughs> um, second of all, does this person believe that the critters are real? <laughs> does he think that the Krites are a real and legitimate threat that he has to be worried about? Um. Also, it's probably worth noting that Kevlar Weave doesn't tend to do all that well against, like, knives and stuff. So bulletproof vests might not be entirely useful against the critters. This man is... Okay, so I've looked up this individual on on Amazon, and I think he we might have a new Bob G on our hands, but one who's not like a racist awful face. Okay. <laughs> now did did it have but did it have extras? I don't did or was it just a vanilla DVD? Do we have to buy the DVD to find out if there are DVD extras? Uh, according to some other reviews, there were DVD extras, including an alternate. Oh, ending. thank God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Where does it? <sighs> the Wikipedia doesn't say anything about an alternate ending. Well, the Wikipedia is bad. Wikipedia apparently. is incomplete. Yeah. So we can cut this because I don't want to dox this dude too bad. But I just want to read this dude's Amazon review profile for you, Cat. Okay. <clears throat> About. Hello there. My name is and I enjoy watching movies and playing video games. It's something that I have enjoyed been doing for for quite some time. I also like to write scripts for movies that I practice on, which is sometimes fun. My favorite TV show would have to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, television's most wicked drama ever. 
it's so sad to see it go, but that's okay. Angel, its spinoff series, still lives on, so that's good. I have a part-time job sacking groceries at Lowe's here in town, and I've been there for about a year now and really enjoy my job. I guess that's all there needs to know about me. If you'd like to email me about questions or just to say hi, feel free, smiley face. Yeah, I, I, okay. This man is a, a fucking powerful reviewer. He's reviewed 34 things and has 125 helpful votes. So like people dig. That's not bad. His review. That's a good ratio. I want to read some more of his reviews. They're all, uh, by the way, all of his reviews, one solid paragraph. Nearly unreadable. Yeah. Yeah. He's reviewed a lot of Goosebumps books, which I am into. I. I, Uh huh. I'm trying to figure out what the fucking alternate ending is. I apologize if I seem distant. I want to know what the alternate ending is. Yeah. Am I going to have to buy the DVD to find this? I think you might have to buy the DVD. Did you know there's a 2019 reimagining of Critters called Critters Attack? Uh, No, but that's. There is an alternate ending to the film. First Critters film that can be found on the DVD. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, no. I'm going to check the Wayback Machine. Okay. Was this web page ever archived? Yes, but it doesn't tell me what the alternate ending was. I'm going to have to buy the fucking DVD. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) Okay. This was fun, but I really have to pee. Okay. Well, you know what that means, right? Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. For the latest updates, follow our Twitter account at So Says Media. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Comedy is best enjoyed together. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Visit soundslikeanearful.com for more. Until next time, thanks for listening. Fleshbusters. Let's get this going. Hashtag Fleshbusters on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Um, can, we, can we please get Fleshbusters trending? Let's get Fleshbusters trending in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs>